0: Welcome to Talking About Midlife, where we talk about life living in a female body in our midlife. We talk about health, love, relationships, our inner world, ageing, death, motherhood, and what it means to be a human at this time in the world. I'm Kelly Sterling, and I hope you enjoyed listening to these stories that I'm sharing. Good morning. I'm here today with my lovely friend Diane Shepherd, and we're going to talk about central movement. So to give you a little bit of background context before we get going and Diane will tell us how she got into it but uh, I did some lessons with her last year which I really loved and I started making it sort of a part of my practice in the morning and I found it to be incredibly relaxing and soothing for my nervous system but I also found at the same time my pelvis was really feeling quite relaxed and supple and I have a lot of I have an unstable pelvis so I have to work quite hard with Pilates and other exercises to look after it. And as I started working with it and then working with a few clients with it, I noticed that these people were reporting like a lot of emotions moving through. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I think this is a really good practice for women in particular to do. And so I said to Diane, oh, can we do a podcast about this, please? And understand it more. So here she is. Welcome, Diane. Uh, Hi, Kelly.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so great to be back.
0: You're welcome.
1: Um, yeah so
0: how did you discover sensual movement
1: mm, yeah well I was working in the fitness industry for quite some time as a Pilates teacher and yoga teacher and um, other things as well and when I started going into menopause I went through menopause on the earlier side about age 40 started the whole process I um all these issues were coming up with my my core, with my pelvic floor, things that I never addressed earlier after I gave birth to three big boys, vaginally, three babies. And I had these issues that I just, as a busy mom, never addressed. So heading into menopause, things started getting worse for me. So mm-hmm. I was feeling a lot of um, sciatic pain and pelvic floor pain, lots of things going on. But there was one incident in particular where um, the sciatica really flared up and it put me in bed for three days. And there was a time where, you know, boys running all over my house. And it was just a crazy, busy time as a mom. And I just remember laying there saying, this is, this is hell. I can't move. My husband was working around the clock in residency at the time. So anyway, I was laying there just like, what the heck? And all my Pilates tools weren't working. And I still love Pilates. I think it's fantastic, but, um, you know really great for stabilizing the pelvis and all of that. But, um, what I found when I was I was trying all my tricks and nothing was working. In fact, it kept flaring up more. Mm. And then I looked, at, I think it might have been day three, where I saw this um, Victoria's Secret catalog laying next to me on, in the loft. And this woman was in this kind of sensual pose, like arching her back. And I just thought, Oh, that's what my body wants to do. So I just started doing that, just kind of subtly, you know, and I felt better almost immediately. And so I just kept kind of slowly titrating that and, you know, was able to, you know, get back on my feet probably within a couple of hours. So I was like, what is this? And then later on, I ended up taking movement classes down in New York City at a place called S Factor. I got into the sensual movement there and the pole Mm -hmm. dancing and Mm -hmm. ended up getting a pole. But I really love the mat work, especially of just like being on the ground and moving Mm -hmm. that way. So it felt Mm -hmm. so therapeutic to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And as I've said to you, like I've read Gabriel Roth's book, a couple of books, and if you're listening and you haven't heard of her, she was a very famous dancer who worked at Esalen Institute. And she discovered she was actually a genius, the capacity of nonlinear movement, to free up the body in terms of physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological, just move all those energies through the body. And she worked with many patients over the years who were there for Gestalt therapy or were learning about systems theory or somatic experiencing, you name it, because all those great teachers like Peter Levine and Gregory Bateson and Fritz Pearl were all there. And yeah, I thought this, this is incredible. She's actually onto something and just, you know, looking from a bioenergetic perspective and the way people hold their emotional signature in their
1: body, mm-hmm. you know, we can
0: look at each other and, and really try and understand our life story through our body. Can't we?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So much gets stored in the pelvis. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, I've realized how powerful it is and because it's a non-linear process. So maybe, do you want to explain the difference between like a linear sort of exercise format of class and what non-linear is so people understand?
1: Oh, sure. Um, Yeah, the linear movement can be great, very organized um, and definitely has its place But I feel that um, especially with the pelvis when we can get into the more non-linear spiral um, circuitous movement we access places in the pelvis that we don't get to access in linear movement right Mm -hmm. and there we don't really often think about it but the pelvis has joints, right? 10 joints in total, like five mm-hmm. that connect the pelvis to the body and five within the pelvis. And they, they're they super subtle movements, but they all, wherever there's a joint in the body, like movement wants to happen, even if it's super, super subtle, right? Yeah, okay. um, and that's what I found with the sensual movement or the, you know, just doing hip circles, for example, you could feel that when you start to allow those movements to happen.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I think some deep healing can happen. I think it gives movement to, the pelvic floor in a way that we don't get access to in linear movement. And also the psoas muscles yes, are really um, you know important, of course, but also can hold a lot of emotion as well and trauma.
0: Yeah. Well, they're our survival muscle, aren't they? The psoas. Big time. Like yeah. the first one that tightens up to get us into fight and flight to escape.
1: Absolutely.
0: In fact, yeah. I read... I can't remember where I read this, but it's the first muscle that develops when we're an embryo. Is the soleus? Oh, muscle. I didn't,
1: I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah,
0: huh. which is really interesting. I think it was in Liz Koch's work, possibly. Oh, okay. So she's the psoas queen. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That spiral movement, because if you're doing particularly Pilates or yoga, you, you do, I mean, we're we're following a linear sequence.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. asanas or or positions in Pilates Mm -hmm. but they are all on a sort of vertical and horizontal plane a lot of them aren't they
1: yeah yeah and they're they're both wonderful you know modalities I love I still practice both of those sometimes but yeah yeah. and I felt with the um the non-linear or the you know spiraling movements we really get to embody what I like to call the roundness of our hip joints like sometimes it's easy to think mean? of about our hip that. joints. Like sometimes we think of them as hinges almost, like a hinge joint, right? Yeah. But that ball and socket where the femur head actually comes in, you know, it's a round joint. And whenever, yeah, you know, easy. we want to like move in the way it's designed, and I think sensual moves give that. Yeah, you get that, don't Much that. more powerfully.
0: Yes, I see what you
1: mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I've enjoyed that when I have been doing it, is the roundness of that joint.
1: Mm. and it is very subtle isn't it that movement so subtle yeah so easy to miss and it's um if we are kind of locked down in the hip joints too that they're I call them like the queen joints because when they don't get to move the way they want to move then everything else kind of gets out of balance as well yeah Okay. that's what I found yeah well
0: yeah and because your pelvis connects the top and the bottom half of your body doesn't it Mm. Mm
1: mm-hmm yeah.
0: It's very, a very important. In the pelvic bowl, we hold a whole lot of emotional stuff in there, don't we? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I realized that too. And I was, you know, going back to when I was in that pain, that was a lot of emotional material for me and that sciatica flare up. And I mm-hmm. felt that start to kind of release as I was moving in that more slower way. And that embodying the pelvis more it was like oh okay yeah yeah
0: so it was letting you move old emotional stuff yeah which we yeah when we don't address it it does scream out to us as pain doesn't it
1: yeah almost always I think yeah
0: at some point yeah and is is non-linear movement or essential dance So one of the things that many women experience as they go into menopause is atrophy and dryness and Mm. that causes a whole lot of issues. And so many doctors and people that are in working around menopause I've noticed recommend that pelvic floor work's really, really critical at this time. Mm -hmm. And I guess to your point, if we haven't done it post-birth, it might even be Mm -hmm. even more important Mm -hmm. and drinking lots of water. But what I've learned from you is that this sensual movement and the nature of it uh, lends itself towards keeping the pelvic bowl and all our reproductive areas and sexual anatomy reasonably hydrated Mm, yeah talk to us about that and like just help people understand
1: how and why and like yeah what's going on there
0: yeah what is going on
1: yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure it has something to do with um the fascia too getting to move the way it's designed to move and that brings hydration yes and um, just the fluid nature and again i think gabrielle roth was so on to this um it's um you know we're made of mostly water and when we move in ways that honor that i think hydration happens naturally that's my intuitive hit or my hypothesis on that again i'm not an expert on fascia or what's exactly happening biologically there yeah but that's been my feeling of um it just gets all the fluids of the body kind of moving in a way they're, you know, meant to move in a sense. And it just feels hydrating from the inside out to me. Yeah. For sure.
0: So it's a very yin style of practice, Mm
1: -hmm. like yin
0: yoga is. And you and I have both experienced, yeah, that we can move a lot of emotional stuff. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people... Try, you know if you're feeling really angry some people like I'm going for a run or I'm going to go and do boxing or but you can you can move all of that
1: mm. with
0: type of movement can't you
1: oh I love that question yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes um you know speaking as someone who was a died in the wool tomboy for a lot of my younger years and <laughs> carried into my uh you, you know early 20s and 30s as well big time runner you know, always ran it out, always. And, you know, sometimes it hurt myself that way too if the emotions were strong and, you know, going strong in that. But I found with this type of movement, it's um, instead of getting rid of the charge, I feel like I can harness the power of my emotion, if that makes sense. Like I can yeah. kind of ride it like a wave and let it integrate in a way that feels so much more nourishing and supportive and actually powerful you know, instead of like, Ooh, I just sweat that one out. You know, Yeah. it, it feels like, Ooh, okay. That experience feels integrated on, on a, in a different way.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it's like you're
1: in a more
0: nourishing and gentle way practicing, which helps your nervous system be with the emotion.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It puts our emotions in motion, mm. right? And uh, that just feels to me intuitively like such a powerful way to work with our emotions. you know, instead of definitely there's like feeling on sensation level of what's happening, I love doing that as well. Yeah. And then when I bring some movement into it with some music that really can be a motive as well, I usually like to use instrumentals, but it could really help me ride those waves. And sometimes it's a wild ocean, you know, <laughs> these waves are peaking and crashing and, Yes you know, moving that in my body just feels like so good, you know, and, uh, and quite erotic, actually, to be honest, it can feel like this. I can harness my, um, my sexual energy in a way that supports it, mm-hmm. you know, rather than have it com- compartmentalized, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So it's integrated, integrated. Yeah. Yeah. And would this be, would this movement be good for hormones?
1: Yeah, I believe so. And when we move in ways that really give the pelvic floor a full range of motion, right? And this is kind of a little known fact, but when you actually move your sit bones, mm-hmm. you don't really think about moving them too much. And again, you want to go slow if, if you haven't really moved this in, in this way in a long time. But when we move our sit bones, it actually... Um, stretches the legs of the clitoris is it okay to say that yeah <laughs> we have the full, full anatomy of the clitoris we have the legs right yes. of the clitoris, and I um, have fascially connected so when we actually move the sit bones those legs are like three to four inches long they're quite extensive right mm. so when we move that way it actually is like doing yoga for the clitoris especially when you do it intentionally that mind-body connection yeah and just feeling that um that pleasure, that activation, you know, it could be overwhelming maybe at first, but then you start to really can work with it. And, um, you know, as you're well-versed in this, but when the pleasure hormones activate, the stress hormones go down, right? Things like oxytocin and other beautiful hormones that, you know, um, or orgasmic anatomy can generate.
0: Yeah, I can see how that would be really good for mums and for um, particularly women going through menopause because, you know, you some people just through exhaustion, and I think we've been taught to push through,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and so a lot of people find themselves stuck in a sort of um, in a sympathetic hamster wheel, really, don't oh, they? Absolutely, no? and it, yeah. which is exhausting. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, you and I have basically, we, through our training, we, we know to work that pleasure. It doesn't have to be sexual pleasure, but pleasure, what brings us pleasure and learning to use breath and intention and activate the parasympathetic to bring the body into more rest and digest. But that that is pleasure is the way through pain, I guess, is the way to explain it, isn't it?
1: That's brilliant, yeah yeah yeah
0: and so just doing a little bit of movement each day Mm -hmm. you know a lot of mums if they're listening they're busy because they've got babies but even 10 minutes of this can be so can be you know great for their body so it's great for their fascia it's great for their hormones but it's it's soothing to their nervous system Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: cortisol which is that hormone that gets activated when we're stressed. Yeah. Right. That's the one that can do a hell of a lot of damage when it's on all the time.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Women, when they're going through menopause, like a lot of women experience sleep issues and inflammation, and they seem to be in this inflammatory cycle because their cortisol is activated all the time.
1: Mm, No doubt. Mm -hmm. I was there myself, you know, going through menopause. I remember. Yeah. I've been there too. Got it really tanked and uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find this type of movement so nourishing. And again, I, you know, still love linear movement. I love to work out and things like that, but it seems to nourish me on a a different level,
0: you know? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to explain until you try it Mm -hmm. and like uh, someone I've been working with we've been doing it and this person has a lot of developmental trauma and you know has done years of talk therapy and is finding that the integration piece Mm -hmm. and just being able to you know I think at some point with a lot of people when they're going through therapy they get sick of talking about stuff
1: oh my gosh yeah yeah yeah.
0: and I you know I get that I've been Mm -hmm. there and Actually, the movement, like we talked about before, can actually be a really beautiful way of being with the emotional that you're experiencing,
1: mm. and not have
0: to go through the story in your head. In fact,
1: not even be mm. in your head. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just yeah. be in your body, and it doesn't also. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be big movements, but it can be big movements. You know, whatever, because you're, yeah, with, with your body part. Know, yeah so yeah they listen with your heart mm-hmm. to the music and then try yeah. listening with your womb mm-hmm. and then try listening with you know your solar plexus and what do you what does your body hear when you listen from that part mm-hmm. of your body and then let it speak
1: I love that yeah oh my gosh and I too I, I think the um the again, the in the momentness of that has got so much value, right, of letting your body be spontaneous. spontaneous. And it's a way of really re- rewilding. <laughs> it's about reclaiming the primal in a sense because you're in the moment, you're responding and you're letting your body speak, You know, rather than telling what your body what to do. We spoke about this a little earlier about yeah. um, exercise in general. It's kind of the command central telling your body what to do, right? And here you're letting the body kind of lead the dance, so to speak. You, yeah. And it wakes Let up.
0: It sp-
1: spontaneity and all of those in the moment instinctual things too that are so powerful for healing, you know? Yeah.
0: So this would obviously be good for your core, I imagine.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it is so good for the core. Um, and again, going back to a little bit of uh, anatomy nerddom here, but uh, mm-hmm. the pelvic floor very rarely gets to have full range of motion, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're so used to the, um, what's called the concentric or the kind of contracting contracting yeah but there's this eccentric so the, the concentric is like the pull-up right yeah the pull-up and a lot of people in the exercise they f- we focus on that right but there's that eccentric movement which is also technically called a contraction but it's that lengthening work yes that doesn't get to happen a lot and when you do this kind of movement that gives that full range of motion to those muscles and they respond like in such a powerful way yeah, It also lets the tendons that are involved there to do their job, which is really to give buoyancy. So when you really give that full range of motion, it can put like more spring in your step. You start to feel that lift in the pelvic floor more too. Yeah. And that totally connects to the core. That was your question. Yeah.
0: yeah. The
1: pelvic floor is so um, intricately connected to, to true core strength. Yeah. They're designed to work together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and
0: just thinking back to what you said about the fascia earlier and the hydration. Yeah. When we're only concentrating on the pull up and not concentrating on the eccentric movement.
1: Yeah.
0: And muscles have to work both ways. Don't they?
1: Yeah. I always like to think of it. Wherever there's a muscle in the body, it wants to have full range of motion, right? Like lengthen and and contraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To be happy, you know? Yeah. Would this yeah. movement awaken our sexual energy? Yeah. I found it to be true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And again, there's so much, um, you know, of our erotic anatomy lives there in the pelvis. And yeah. when we again move and breathe and, um, you know, invite in those feelings of, you um, sexual energy, turn on, pleasure, it absolutely can be that activation, but I think it could be a nice way to kind of titrate that activation as well, you know, mm-hmm. in movement of just, um, I like to bring this into my work with the Jade Egg with clients, because it just, it gives a nice intro to feeling that sensual energy or that sexual energy mm-hmm. you know, in, a, in a whole body experience in a sense. Um, I think it's a wonderful kind of pathway in to maybe deeper
0: practices so when you say titrate do you mean for them to be able to learn to move that energy through their body or just explain what you mean by that so Oh yeah sure just
1: like in just like little bits like i would say like one song three minutes um, just like a little dose of it you know and that is so much better than you know doing a lot once a week i would you know i always in encourage my clients to do just a little bit every day. And it doesn't have to be like on the mat practice. It could be like, you're sitting at your desk, you know, and you're just moving just any way you can connect to that anatomy. And I think that that helps build sustainable connection and sustainable pathways to pleasure.
0: Yes. Well, it would be better for your nervous system, wouldn't it?
1: Right. Right.
0: Because if we're, you know, we talk about the concept of titration in our work particularly when we're working with trauma and you know saying to our clients just push against your edges gently don't push Mm -hmm. over your edges because that's how you traumatize yourself absolutely just pushing gently you know is what allows our growth and so you know it's the same for these types of movements and particularly when we're trying to expand our capacity in our body to feel more sexual energy if you are in that sympathetic fight and flight, you know, going, going, going all the time, it can be hard to hold the sexual energy.
1: Absolutely. Because it can be a little too much
0: for your nervous system. It gets freaked out by it.
1: Yes. And so
0: titration is the concept of drop by drop. Yep. You know, like a science experiment we don't pour all the chemicals in together because exactly <laughs> yeah unless yeah. we're 13 year old boys studying science for the first time and experimenting but um yeah.
1: Just joking. um yeah well i heard a great analogy for titration today actually yeah. can, can i share that yeah so of course. Great. it was i was in a breathwork um workshop with uh, Kimberly Johnson who's just coming out with a book oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. her work. So I was doing <laughs> yeah. her. But she had this great analogy that I love um, about a she loves mud pie, which is a type of chocolate cake, right? She's like, yeah. well, you, you, know, if you eat the you try to eat the whole cake in one bite, it's gonna, it's not gonna work. It's being messy and you know get all over your face and your clothes and you, you won't be able to do it. But and even one slice, same thing. You can't just eat it all in one bite. But if you just take a fork full of that amazing chocolate cake, and you're able to savor it and receive it and you know enjoy it and so I thought that was a beautiful way that's to a great way of explaining way it really spoke to me yeah
0: yeah no that is true yeah because you know you can blow up your blood sugar level as well really can't you so.
1: <laughs> right right but yeah I think the um with this kind of movement too and maybe I've even you know, I've taught my my husband and my son how to do this and I should just share this just on um a level of say um you know healing back pain and things like that my husband yeah, was having some men
0: hold back pain in their lower back don't they Oh yeah as I, joined, sorry, I yeah. men hold anger in their lower oh. back it causes back pain
1: Okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold back pain. yeah yeah it was interesting though but um I think it's it's really important to just go slow with these movements too because like i said i was teaching this to my son and my husband and he said his sciatica went away like almost immediately he was having a flare-up he went cross-country skiing went too hard was in pain and i said well let me just try it we'll just do a little pelvic movement here and he was like oh my god and but he said emotionally it was very confronting to move that way because he's like i don't know if i've ever you know let my pelvis move that way but i was um he was yeah. so, so pleased by the results of that, but, um, it could feel overwhelming emotionally too. So the titration is why I wanted to bring that in so important to just go, you know, to a place where you've, you can feel it and you don't want to, you don't want to go, you know, overboard where you just, it's overwhelming.
0: Yeah. So if someone's got a lot of trauma stored in their pelvis, let's like say people, um, who have birth trauma, for
1: mm-hmm. example.
0: You know, I would think this would be a really nice way of gently, gently working with this alongside yeah. any other therapeutic, yeah. interventions that you have in place.
1: Absolutely, and it's so easy to weave into even a busy mom's schedule. You know, you could have the baby in the little bouncy chair next to, yeah, next to you, and you could just put on some music. I'm a big, you know, music is so much a part of how I like to yeah. practice this. so gabriel
0: roth has um identified the five rhythms and i'll just explain Mm. what that is before i go into my question yeah yeah lyrical chaos staccato flow and stillness
1: Mm. and
0: so um if you go on spotify and just look up gabriel roth five rhythms you'll find her music and she says that each body type has a predominant Style that they move in. So we're either lyrical or flow or staccato, chaos. Anyway, I was explaining this to my husband because he's a music is his passion. He loves to busk and play music, and Mm. he went, yeah, that kind of intuitively makes sense to me. Let you know, can I listen to some of the music? And then we went through and listened to it, and Mm. we were sort of dancing around the lounge room to the music, and to let yourself. Feel these different rhythms in your body. I would imagine be quite therapeutic. Do you tend to work with di- different ryth- rhythmic styles of music when you do this with people?
1: Yeah, definitely. In fact, Gabrielle Roth's music is almost always on my playlist, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I love her curation of you know what she's created over the years, and um, yeah but absolutely. And um, I love to just put on music like that, that perhaps doesn't have any lyrics. Cause I think the lyrics can get me kind of pulled into someone else's story or yeah. you know drama. It could be nice sometimes, but I like to just get really into it and let my body respond to the rhythms sometimes. So it's, it's almost like the music and my body become one, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, so fun.
0: you know, we were talking about, you know, those emotional signatures. So for example, if you were a lyrical body according to Gabrielle Roth and how she sees it to practice moving in a staccato way or a chaos Uh, way so when we talk about learning it's about building new neural pathways okay and so as the world gets more complex like how do we navigate the world as adults dealing with this increasingly increasing complexity and when we do the same old stuff all the time, we're just reinforcing those neural pathways. Mm-hmm. So part of it is about learning to practice new ways of doing things, okay? Yeah. And that gives us more breadth in terms yeah. of our strategies, just functioning as an adult yeah, in an interpersonal way with other humans and, and in our own intrapersonal world. And so I look at it from that perspective and I think, yeah, okay, that totally makes sense to me because if you're, going to be doing stuff the same old way it's not going to get you which is often developed is reactively as a child right to survive in the world Mm -hmm. to function better and with more ease in your adult life we do need to develop a greater range of strategies to interact with other people and just to function and so practicing to different styles of music and moving your body in a different way intuitively feels to me like a a comfortable safe and interesting way to start that practice
1: Mm.
0: without words like it's pre-interpretive and pre well it is interpretive what am I saying it's just pre-verbal right it's not a verbal way Mm -hmm. of doing thing and it's learning to build new neural pathways in your body which again I think come you know we go back to the nervous system it's just to that titrating and just creating that space and safety, pure yeah. nerve. Oh, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, this is safe. I'm okay yeah. with this.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well said. Yes. This is so interesting because, um, you know, sensual movement, yeah, in general, had, it's kind of something that a lot of people, a lot of women, will um save for say, bachelorette parties or you yeah. know when they're on the the girls' vacation in Vegas or something like that, right? But there's so much power to be had like with a home practice. and I think that so many of us are learning that during Covid because we're you know, we're I stuck here. yeah, can't go anywhere. So it's I think it's such a a great thing to do in your own space because you create you have to create that safe space to do it. Yeah, and that in yeah. and of itself is deeply healing because you are, you're carving out that space in your home for this purpose. And that to me seems really powerful, you know?
0: I think so. And I think, you know, doing your learning and growth in the safety of your own home Mm -hmm. is very powerful. A friend said to me the other day when I was doing teaching her something, she was like, oh my God, the women's revolution, it starts from home. And I said,
1: it does. It does. Totally, totally does. And, you know, I've traveled a lot as you had and done a lot of really cool workshops and all that. But honestly, the biggest transformations or, you know, growth experiences I've had have literally been in my backyard or, you know, in my own space. And it's, um, yeah. That, well, because home is
0: your, safe. well, for most people, not always. Yeah.
1: Right? But home is yeah. a safe
0: place for a lot exactly. of people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes sense to me that that would be an experience. And, you know, and I think if it's not a safe place, you know, there are other places that we can go to that are safe for us. where yeah, we Yeah, absolutely. Practice. Sure. Yeah. Because, again, back to our nervous system, it's like, oh, I can turn off yeah. a little bit and just be and, yeah, it's okay for me to learn this here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think? with pole dancing because that's a non-linear movement and it's great mm. and I have so much so admiration much, for so people oh, and I think they're incredible but do you think that it it can be perceived to be performative
1: oh thank you for bringing that up yes yeah. and um, even yes and I, I think it's wonderful as, as like again a competition and a sport I love to watch some of those women on the pole, I'm like, oh my God, it's how does phenomenal. that even happen? It's phenomenal, yeah. you know, and yet it does, um, like we do with all movement, I think it does put that into the performative competitive realm, where there's so much value to be had of stepping out of that realm, especially with this kind of movement, Yeah. and just moving for your own pleasure, moving for your own um, emotional well-being, you know, or your own without that pressure of being performative, especially with sensual movement, because even though I love Sheila Kelly's work, I think she's amazing, but that whole kind of like stripper thing never really resonated with me. Um, but it I, I love, I, I like the <laughs> physicality of the movement yeah. and even the pole, the pole, you can really hurt yourself. So you gotta be careful. I just do real basic stuff on the, I have a pole, but um, real basic stuff on it. And quite often I don't even touch it anymore because I just like to just, do the more organic moves on the floor Um, and there's nothing wrong with you know being performative and all those things but I think there's so much value also to be had um, as as a I guess like a yoga practice you know just yeah
0: um, the meditative side of
1: it yeah and just something you just do for yourself because it feels good not because you're trying to look sexy or anything like that yeah Does, does the performative side make it more yang? I, it does to me it feels
0: that way yeah, yeah it does to me too yeah and I yeah for women in particular well actually for everyone like men as well like again I take it back to sort of being on all the time and you know our work spaces are all about perform 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 produce produce do do do, do. you know it's like you're a human doing and
1: yeah the in- oh, yeah.
0: nature of this and just being Like it's like, it's really Hmm. hard for a lot of people to be, to like, to be a human being, to be in their body.
1: Yeah, And this
0: strikes me as being such an incredible practice to be in, in being.
1: So well said. Yes. It goes back to what we were saying earlier about um, how linear movement, your brain's like telling your body what to do, you know, perform, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's nice to have an antidote to that as well, or a compliment to that where your body just gets to, Just just do what your body wants to do. Just Just be, just be, be in the moment, be with the music. You know, move into your curves. I like to say, (laughs) just like really embody your body. You know, like a woman in her environment feels so, in a way, primal to me. In that sense of
0: yeah, movement is medicine, really, isn't it? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Is um, what
0: organs would this be good for? So, Mm -hmm. if we're doing a more yin stuff. And it's good for your sexual energy. That would be good for your kidneys, wouldn't
1: it? Yes, <laughs> especially when we're on all fours. You know, I I ah, yeah. I, I have women there a lot in the cat cow position. Yeah, we're doing yeah. that compression release for your kidneys is so good for your sexual energy. And I know you speak to this in your podcasts too, yeah. but from Chinese medicine perspective, how the kidneys are the, you know, the, the battery packs for our sexual energy. And yeah. we really want to nourish the kidneys, especially at midlife and menopause, if we want to feel good. And quite often there's depletion there and uh, chi, you know, depletion. So this kind of movement is wonderful for the kidneys because you slowly like just kind of massage them and let them move, which is wonderful. We yeah. never think of our organs needing to move, but they need to move just like our muscles they, they need, to, need move. to move. And like,
0: we're only born with so much chi really, aren't we? And so women can get very depleted when they don't learn ways to nourish and and rejuvenate that energy. Yeah. This would be good for that. And I know particularly when you're going through menopause, like the liver is so key because it metabolises a lot of estrogen. And so if we're not eating super well, and we're drinking, maybe we're putting a lot of extra pressure on it, and then that can impact on its capacity to metabolize the hormones. Mm-hmm. If you've got unopposed estrogen, it's, it can be quite problematic. So I imagine this is good for kidneys, just that movement in that middle area of the body would be good for the liver as well, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And especially if you kind of visualize it, I know this sounds funny. This, um, a lot of the say anatomy things that I teach, I learned from a guy, a man um, named Eric Franklin, the Mm -hmm. Franklin method. And he's all about using imagery and learning to know your anatomy a little bit. So you can visualize say this liver in this case, and when you can really picture your liver on the right side, you know, the shape of it, kind of sort of then you could just that really helps um the connection between the mind body if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 I think yeah the power of visualization Well, from a purely tantric sexuality like that whole visualization intention piece is really key in learning how to move energy through your body absolutely um, and how to you know feel your breath in your body and mm-hmm. connect mm-hmm. with that Yeah. Um, In fact, I said to someone just the other day who was having a lot of night sweats, who's probably just starting perimenopause. And I said, Oh, it's just your, um, you know, your chi or your kundalini energy is changing direction in your body, Mm. right? When you wake up and you're a bit sweaty, just start doing some nice breaths because that'll activate your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. Mm -hmm. and what if you thought about it like oh my energy is changing direction because I'm not going to be having periods anymore and so the energy doesn't flow out through the period it now is going to go around the other way and come up my spine and out through my head and so if if the night sweat is just that energy behind it that's all it is and then I said to her think about the sweating is just your psyche's way of burning off parts of you that you don't need anymore Oh, I like that. Yeah. So if, if you <laughs> yeah. think of it that way, and so then your nervous system's like, oh, that's it's just this, rather than not knowing. And you wake up and you panic, right? Because your nervous system's like, what the hell is going on? I don't know what mm. this is. And I said, How do you think that might be? And she's like, Oh, that feels easy. Mm. And I said, Yeah, like, you know, sometimes I have a night sweat, but it happens in my sleep and it happens really quickly. Mm. And because I've been thinking about it this way for the last four or five years. Like I'm like, oh, okay. So I just get up, change my top, have a big drink of water, go back to sleep. Right. Because right. my nervous system knows that it's safe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and actually, you know, that, that life force energy, that kundalini energy, it's like a contraction, you know, when you're giving birth, it's like orgasm energy. It's the same energy, right? Right. Yeah. And your body's just, you know, doing this thing does that feel like an okay thing? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Love it. And then she said to me, Oh, I tried it and it worked really (laughs) I said, Yeah. You might even find that they just go away. Right. Because now your body's like, Oh, I know what this is. This is okay. I can do this.
1: What a wonderful reframe. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It
0: feels safe. Oh, it's a good thing. I'm going through this change and it's okay.
1: Everything's going to be okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Because when it feels a little bit scary and you would try and control it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm, there's so much we could say about that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it strikes yeah. me too that just this might be a really good practice for that also, right, learning mm-hmm. to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the energy up, the up- in a more subtle way, right, the subtle energy yeah. body and learning how to. Yeah. Learning how to tune in to feel it. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I'm I'm just thinking out loud here. You know, because of that direction change of the energy, we we feel it. Like I know women feel it, and it feels weird, but they're like, "What's going on? I don't know." But you know, then when you learn to be in your body and feel the energy and move Mm -hmm. it through, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's part of me that thinks you're just making that movement of energy part of your practice so your body might not need to do it at night or during the day
1: yeah quite possible yeah exactly who knows yeah well as you know we spoke about this a lot we've spoken about it a lot but um how menopause uh, i like to consider it the passion portal where it's uh you know it's such a, a rebirth of our our sexuality, but also our spirituality, and how that's been divorced in so many cultures. And I think, you know, it's kind of um, the veil drops around that. We're like, wait a minute! Um, I have all these passions. I have all this creativity. All these things I want to do. A lot of times that comes rushing in as well. And I think that our, you know, our sexual energy, our creativity, all those things are so intertwined. And and quite often, I think for menopausal women, this. Um, this comes up and of course the rage comes up with it because you just feel like you've been disconnected to what you wanted to do perhaps or
0: yeah
1: i mean so many layers to that but um yeah it's such a very visceral experience for a lot of people i think it was for me yeah Yeah. and i had no idea the other end of that the other side of that was like all of this amazing er erotic energy so it was kind of just diving into that more rather than shutting it down yeah because I even I even had a doctor say to me like oh it's like the beginning of the end and I was like I don't know about that I mean so just finding the beginning
0: um, of the beginning oh
1: absolutely yeah 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 the
0: medicalization of it hasn't been great
1: yeah it's some doctors are wonderful and totally get it and support you know what's going on but yeah i just i just ran into the wrong one on that particular day
0: (laughs) where would people start with this if you were going to encourage someone to start i mean you have this great portal the goddess vault so they can sign up there if they want to have a bit of a peek absolutely what's going on but if you I mean, I would say to people, if you're interested, Gabriel Roth's music is on Spotify. If you want to have just a bit of a listen to see yeah. what we are talking about. You, you have your vault. I mean, I, I do it in my Reconnect program. You do it in your work and in with your Jade Egg work that you do with people. What might be some other resources to help them just find out a little bit more about it before they would get their head around practicing it?
1: I think your suggestion was great. On go to Spotify and
0: yes.
1: and Spotify has that wonderful function of you start to play music like Gabrielle Roth stuff and other suggestions will come up and just you can make yourself a playlist and just um, feel into that and see how your body wants to move just organically yeah. could be so powerful.
0: Yeah, and just listening from the different parts of your body might be a nice place. Yeah, to start. yeah. Okay, so. Just to finish up, what would be the one kind of message you would like to leave people with when they, about central
1: movement? Mm. Ah, I'd say just give it a try. <laughs> you know, give it a try and um, keep it short and sweet and subtle at first. You know, just let your body maybe get used to moving in this way.
0: Baby steps.
1: Yeah. Baby steps. Yes because, you know, there could be a lot there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's important to um, allow the movement to happen, instead of like, um, it's not like a force thing to do like really intense hip circles, for example, like just kind of allowing Mm -hmm. your body to kind of start to talk to you of what feels good, like search for pleasure in the movement. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and some of those spiral movements, like you talked about, um, which I love actually, just, you know, moving in that dynamic way, gently around like that ball and socket in the pelvis is just so powerful. It's actually yeah. surprising. It's so surprising how powerful it is.
1: Oh yes. If I could just add like a little geek, a geek yeah. suggestion. Yeah. Find your true femurs, like find where your legs come into your body
0: Yeah.
1: and just allow your pelvis to move on the roundness of those joints. Yeah. And I know it sounds like a lot of heady description, but when you start to feel it in your body, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you said, it just feels so good and freeing. Right. It
0: does. And I think yeah. when we're all working from home, in the pandemic and you know a lot of people have decided that they don't want to go back to the office five days a week Mm -hmm. which is great but it means that we have we spend a lot of time sitting in front of the computer and even doing a little dance break for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. um, actually is incredibly nourishing it's good for your body it's good for your fascia so why don't you consider doing some sensual movement absolutely just two thumbs or you know Diane and I have wow. both got playlists, um, which I'll put in the show notes, and just get on and dance for ten minutes, and that I can love be a really, really lovely thing to do mm-hmm. because we do get sore sitting there all the time, and even just building these little movement breaks into your day is really, really good for you, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely, and even doing it seated can be super, you know, nice and nourishing. Yeah, just- yeah. Just kind of like those um,
0: hip circles in Kundalini yoga.
1: Yeah. 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 I think they call it the Sufi grind when you're. Yeah. Sufi grind.
0: grind. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I love them. Uh, One of my favorites. Um, Okay. So Diane's portal is called the goddess vault. If you want to jump on and have a look, you have to subscribe. And I'll put a link in the notes to that where
1: she's got some demonstrations
0: and do you put them on your Vimeo channel as well? Your central movie?
1: I think they're just on my site. Like I have them kind of hidden on Vimeo because I don't know why.
0: (laughs) But it's free. Her her site, you have to subscribe. You can get in there and have a look and you can come back to either of us. If you've got any questions about it, Um, we can explain to you, but it's, yeah, I think for women, I mean, men and women, it's great, but I think for women in particular, Um, you know and I think I always go back to I love the Chinese medicine view that we have three opportunities three golden opportunities in life to improve our health menarche when we get our periods postpartum post babies and menopause and so as we rebirth ourselves and go through these big transitions at this time in our life it's nice to acknowledge you know you're going through that kind of into the dark place so the cocoon and coming up a new form of a butterfly and new ways of doing things so this is a really lovely yin based movement soft gentle being in our body and it doesn't take a lot of time and you can do it at home
1: yeah (laughs) well said (laughs) thank you so much thanks so much for having me kelly it's been such a pleasure